for spiritual infants, yeah, they they have a, a saving faith in Jesus and they're beginning to walk it out. But, right, there's still a lot of habits and a lot of just mess that they make everywhere. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Practitioner's Podcast, where we're applying Jesus-style disciple-making to everyday life. This episode is powered by Navigators Church Ministries, which focuses on helping churches make disciples who can make disciples. For more information, check out their website, navigatorschurchministries.org. Justin, how are you this morning? Doing great. It's a good day. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm feeling, uh, as we record this now, it is mid-March and I'm feeling a little bit like spring is finally here. We are done with the snow. It's on its way, although we had that ice storm last night. So that was that was super weird. That was super weird. But I, uh, you know, it's Ohio, and so anything is possible. I, I wouldn't even put one more, you know, little flurry past us. But nothing's sticking at this point. That's right. Yep, we're on our way out. Super exciting. I'm, I'm glad too to be done with winter. You know, one of the things I love about this season is that it, it feels like a season of growth. You know, it's a, it's a little messy. It's a little awkward at times in terms of like, man, I need a coat in the morning and a coat in the evening, but during the day I need a t-shirt or something like that. But I, I love the signs of growth everywhere. Don't you? Amen to that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm very awkward. I don't know what else to say to that, but yes. well, I, I, yeah, no, I, I like that. Gro- and, and growth, it can be a little awkward at times. And, and that's why I'm so excited that we're jumping into uh, phase one of this series that we talked about last week. We talked about kind of the different uh, phases of growth in the disciple-making process, what that looks like. And today we're going to start at the very beginning because it's a very good place to start, if I could quote the uh, the old Disney song. Um, and tell us a little bit about where we're starting today. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about infant disciples, Tony. Love it. So infant is like, right, newborns. Right. And, and a little bit after that, but certainly newborns. Now, give us a give us a good image uh, picture of what an infant disciple is kind of or, or maybe a story from your past. Yeah, sure. So let me tell you a story about a guy named Greg, who um, I was fortunate enough to know and to help bring into the kingdom a number of years ago. And uh, Greg at, at the time was 18 years old, a college student. and I'd been walking with him for a number of months and kind of sharing my faith with him and sharing about the gospel. And, and then he decided that he was going to, you know, embrace Jesus and begin following him. And so, man, Tony, there is, there's few things as exciting as seeing somebody take that, that next step, right. From non-belief or skepticism into faith and believing. And so I was super excited for Greg and, I uh, began to disciple him and mm. kind of walk with him as an infant believer. And I still remember one time that I was, I walked over to his dorm. It was like a Monday and um, we sat down in his dorm room and, and he said, well, you know, weekend was okay, but, but I got into a couple fights and I was, <laughs> I said, what, <laughs> who are you, who are you fighting? And he was like, oh, this, and he's dropping all these, you know, F-bombs. And he's like, you know, these guys in my dorm and yada, yada. And, and I remember just sitting there thinking like, what happened? And I thought, 
thought we'd really turned a corner here as far as, you know, faith and following Jesus. And, and yet that, that was the reality of his life where sometimes I would go to meet with him and he would be telling me things that were, you know, really indistinguishable from uh, what he was doing and what we would expect non-believers to do. Hmm. And now over time, what I realized is that, you know, this was super normal, that, that Greg was just being who he was as an infant disciple. And just in the same way that, you know, when you have a, a physical baby, uh, there's not much they can do uh, on their own, and they make a lot of messes everywhere. And so it's kind of the same thing <laughs> with, with infant disciples. Yeah, and, and I think that... Um... You know, as, as we begin to talk about this disciple making process and where you are in the different phases of disciple making, I think the first thing that's really important to note is that um, it, even if you're an infant disciple, it doesn't mean that you're not saved, right? Like right. if you're an infant disciple, you've already made that commitment to Christ. You're saying, I believe in Jesus and I'm working on living out what it means to follow him, right? And I, I think of that scripture that you are a new creation in Christ. Right. Yes. And and if we think about that, what is that? Second Corinthians 5, 17. Yeah. And so that new creation in Christ that uh, uh, the old is gone, the new is here. And this idea that I'm born again, right? I'm saved. And so I believe in Jesus and that's what makes me an infant. It really, just for clarity's sake, it has nothing to do with age. It has nothing to do with, you know, what you've experienced prior to Christ but your infancy begins when you say yes to Christ. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. That new birth. Yeah. And so for Greg, that new birth had happened and there, and the Holy Spirit was active in his life. Like in that particular day, he, he didn't feel good about what he'd done. He knew it mm. wasn't right. Now there were some other things going on that, that wasn't right. The, that the spirit hadn't put his finger on yet. And so it wasn't in his uh, range of awareness of, Hey, maybe I shouldn't be doing that yet, but that's okay. Right. That's all part of normal growth process. And so for spiritual infants, yeah, they they have a, a saving faith in Jesus and they're beginning to walk it out. But right, there's still a lot of habits and a lot of just mess that they make everywhere. So we just need to be aware of that. Tony, in your experience, what are some other characteristics or help us understand a little bit more about infants in this stage of growth for disciples? Well, so full disclosure, I love, like you said, working with infant disciples, right? Especially people that have come to Christ fresh, right? Mm -hmm. Without without church experience, because they come kind of un uh, without without as much baggage as a lot of us a lot of us church people do. And and you and I have both worked with lots of people who have began the journey of disciple making and are infant disciples or disciples and. Uh, and who grew up in the church and they come with a completely different set of baggage, but an infant disciple who is brand new to the faith, man, they are discovering the value of faith in everyday life. Like, I, I mean, like Jesus is physically changing their world. And so one of my favorite questions to ask when, when you're discipling someone like that, and, and there's a, a gentleman in my life who I'm walking with right now, who's still in that kind of infant disciple phase. I love to say, well, what did you learn about God this week? Hmm. Right. And, and he's full of incredible things. Right. And he's he's working on learning and reading the scripture and mm -hmm. seeking to apply those spiritual truths into his life uh, on a regular basis. 
right? And and that's kind of like, man, it's and for me as a you know it being in ministry, having somebody like that watching his growth, it it only encourages and makes me want to grow even more. Like my my friend Zach is who I'm talking about here, and he uh, he has made me much better at scripture memorization because I'm trying to help him grow in that. And as a, a, you know, as that infant disciple, it's, it's been fun for both of us. I feel like I'm learning a lot about myself in the process. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Because infant disciples, I mean, they are, they come to all of this fresh, Mm. right. And now some of them have some background or some history with being in the church or, you know, some being around other Christians for a period of time, maybe they know some things, but in terms of a practice, they're coming to all this fresh, right? And so we wouldn't expect, in fact, they're probably not even infant disciples if they have a lot of disciplines already established in their life. Oh, that's a good point. Right. And so one of the things that that we're trying to do as people who are investing in and discipling infant disciples is we're just trying to help them grow up and establish some basic life practices or faith practices um, just the same way. Again, I keep going back to, we can compare it to helping a physical baby, right? And so with physical babies, we can't just throw a can of food at them and say, hey, you know, here's lunch, right? That, that doesn't work, right? right. We got we to open the thing up. We got to prepare the food a little bit. Then we even have to get it into their mouth, and so there's a lot of work that we are doing for physical infants that really translates really well for our infant disciples that we, they need to be fed, right? But we can't expect them just to, to hand a Bible to them and say, read this, and that they're going to get the nourishment out of the word that they're going to need to get on their own without help from us. And so um, for me, and maybe Tony, we could talk about this. What are, what are some of the first things that we do with infant disciples, I'll share one of the first things that I do is, you know, review the gospel with them. And I want to put the gospel in front of them regularly oh, so good. that so that they're not losing sight of this new life that they have, because they're really in a dangerous phase. They're in a dangerous period of life, just like physical babies. If they're not cared for well, given the attention that they need, the love they need, um, that life can be, you know, squashed out and we don't want to go down that that tr- that line of thinking spiritually but there there's danger in that there are f- disciples who are infant disciples who have been infant disciples for decades because they never had anyone give them the the patience and attention and love that they need so for me one of the first things i'm doing is putting the gospel in front of them with regularity and and talking to them about what god has done in their life Another thing that I do is help them with the word. Like, how do I, how do I get the word of God into my life and get nourishment out of the word? So for me, those are two of the things that I'll do uh, pretty early on with an infant disciple. Tony, how about you? What are, what are a couple of things that you do? Yeah. So I'm really big on prayer. Like, and I'll, I'll take them through some of the tools that we, we use for prayer, like the ACTS acronym, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, that sort mm-hmm. of idea. I want to teach them, how, how do you get to that thin space between you and God? How do you commune mm-hmm. with God on a regular basis? And then the other thing that's really big along those same lines is how, how do we help that infant disciple begin to articulate their faith walk? 
right? And so, hey, I'm new. Something has changed. Something's different inside of me. And I think that one of the biggest temptations is for the people who maybe that are in their life that that haven't made that commitment to Christ yet or haven't made that next step to pull them back in, right? Mm-hmm. And so articulating that, hey, I'm different. Mm-hmm. Here's why I'm different. I think that really helps begin to defend against um, uh, slipping back into old practices that that may seem like regression instead of a, a catalyst for for growth and movement. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, so they need to have some language around what's happened, right? Not only, and I find not only for for their friends or other people that maybe haven't made that, yeah, uh, but for themselves, yet. right? Exactly. Also for themselves, because the Satan is he is trying to get them to go back and to say, no, you don't really the God. You think just because you pray this or just because you're talking to Tony now or reading scripture now that you're any different? You're not different. Right. And so he's whispering all these lies. And so when they can begin to articulate and the other thing you mentioned earlier, Tony, is is scripture memory and how you're doing that with this uh, disciple that you're helping, that when we have scripture memorized, boy, we can answer those things with power and authority the way that Jesus did uh, in the wilderness. Yeah, I think one of the big things is, is that we've got to instill that the word of God is so much bigger than just a self-help book. Right. That, that it's this process is so much bigger than, you know, than anything else. You There's nothing on planet Earth that compares to walking with Christ. And it's not because Christ is this, you know, something that's going to just make your life better, but because Christ is different than everything else. He is Lord. Right. I mean, like right. I, I, I'm struggling to say it well, but that's the idea that this is this isn't just. Like this isn't yoga. This isn't anything else. This is the pathway for salvation. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, really we're talking about spiritual milk, aren't we? The the apostle Paul in in Hebrews or whoever you believe the author of Hebrews to be um, talks about needing spiritual milk, not meat, right? Mm. And we cannot expect an infant disciple to handle meat right? We want to be preparing for them and giving them spiritual milk. Um, and really, that's what we're talking about here, right? When you're when we're talking about prayer, right? And right. we're, we're at like prayer 101, like remedial prayer. We're not talking about the mysteries of prayer and all this sort. We're talking about remedial prayer, same with being in the word, scripture memory. Um, you know, as you think about spiritual milk and how that helps us grow, just unpack that a little bit for us. Well, so, so I think that um, if we stick with the infant metaphor, right? Like it, it's a metaphor that really works out pretty well here. Um, milk is the basic nutrients of life, right? And, and when we think about spiritual infants, we're talking about the basic nutrients, right? Mm-hmm. The danger is, is that if you give somebody more than what they're ready for, they can choke on it. And, right. and I think that that's very true when we think about spiritual infants. And so like, or, or infant disciples, even, you know, like if we go in and we start talking about, you know, are we Calvinist or are we Arminian or, you know, what's our, you know, our heaven and hell theology and, right. you know, your ecclesiology and polity of the church. I, I mean, that makes me kind of, you know, choke up a little bit. So like, I, I think that, that the idea is, is um, let's get them strong. Mm-hmm. Let's get them healthy. 
let's build a foundation. And we've talked about foundations before on here. Right. Let's build a foundation that it, no matter what else happens, it, this foundation can't be shaken. Right. Yeah. And, and that is the idea of milk or, or even just, you know, spiritual cement, basic right. practices that you're never going to give up no matter. I mean, they may look different in different seasons. Right. But I'm never going to get up reading the word. I'm never going to give up prayer. I'm never going to give up, you know, intentional fellowship or, you, you know, how I how I commune with God. Right. Those are the things that we want to teach so that we can build the rest of this process on top of these foundations. Yes. Oh, I love that. And with spiritual milk too, the other thing that came to me as you were talking is that the milk is given by the mother. Yeah. Right. So the the mother has has literally in her body made this milk and is now giving it to her infant who she is paying lots of attention to, knowing what their needs are. And, you know, I, Tony, we both have a number of kids. You have three, I have four. Um, and I've watched my wife look at our infants and say, well, you know, it's time for them to eat. And I'd be like, well, how do you know? Like, they're not crying. They're not, you know, whatever. Right. No, they need to eat. Okay. And she will get them and feed them and they'll eat and they continue to grow as a result. And sometimes that's a part of paying attention to our infant disciples is, no, I see you need this. And so I'm here to, to help you get this. Um, and to begin applying it to your life. And, you know, this this idea of an infant and as a discipler, we are kind of that spiritual parent in this process, paying attention, preparing the food, giving them the love and attention they need, and really being patient with the messes they make and cleaning up after them sometimes. Well, one of the things I love about this uh, for our listeners, right, is that if you're listening to this, you're probably uh, already moving past the infant disciple process, right? You, you, mm-hmm. you, you're thinking about this kind of in theory. And, and let me just say that, that nothing will grow you like raising someone else up. Mm. Right. And so you don't know what it's like to be a dad or mom until you're a dad or a mom. And this is true with disciple making, right? It, is that the best way to do this is to just jump in, develop a plan, jump in and, and get messy with your infant, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and at the risk of beating this metaphor to death, right? Like y- you, you become a better parent as you parent more. And so I don't, I don't know about you, but I feel like there've been seasons where I've had to go back and apologize to some of the first guys that I've discipled because I've learned so much more since then. I'm like, man, that was a mess. I'm sorry, right. but Hey, you're, you're the oldest. So, I, you know, I appreciate you and I'm glad you're here, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's a messy situation, but it's, there's so much growth for, for the parent and for the child in this season of, of the disciple making process. Oh, that's a great insight. I love that. Tony, how about our takeaway and action step for today? Yeah. I, you know, the takeaway is that that infants need patience, attention, and love. Infants in the disciple-making process need patience, attention, and love. And the action step, what Justin and I really want to challenge you on is to identify if there are any infant disciples in your life. Identify. They're like, Just do a quick survey right now and think about the people in your life that you're connected to. Are there any of them right now who might need a little bit more attention because life is just a little bit messier. And so I think it's important for all of us to kind of lean in and, and identify those infant disciples, right? And also, don't forget, 
hit the subscribe button right now because you're not going to want to miss phase two as we begin to talk about the child disciple. That'll be the next episode. We're going kind of in order here. And so we don't often say this, you should listen to our podcast in order, but if you want to get the full impact of the growth cycle of a disciple maker, um, listening in order is, is really ideal here and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts is the best way to do that. As always, guys, we appreciate you. We appreciate the time. Um, and we look forward to talking with you guys next week as we dive into child disciple. Hey, do me one more favor, share this episode with a friend, maybe somebody who is walking alongside you in their journey of faith, share it with a church leader. Let's continue to spread the word about what God is doing on this platform. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you soon.